Welcome to episode 222 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and this week we are bringing you our Rocklahoma 2019 review. This is the first time we've sat down and done this in two months. I know. Is that right? I know. It's uh, <laughs> back in the back in the podcast saddle again. Right. I mean, it's been a crazy two months. Yeah. Two months. Yeah, it fucking has been. Because it was the first or second of April, and here we are, the first, yeah. the second of June. Yep. So. Yeah, it it, it didn't seem like it because the first month we kind of stacked, we stacked the shit, so we had stuff to go for April. Yeah. In May, we just blew out May because there's so much crazy shit going on. Yeah. You know, but. Just a couple, I think, in that time period. Yeah, yeah, but we're back, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've been listening, there has been episodes. Like Jason said, we yeah. had all the April ones pre-recorded, and then that last one before Rocklahoma, I just did by myself. Yeah. And then, so here we are. Here we Ready are. Ready to do it again. Yep. And as always, we got to talk about Rocklahoma after it happens. Yeah. But before we get into that, we are sponsored by Med Farm and DEB Concerts. Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Get out there and tell them that you heard about them on our podcast, and they will give you 10% off your order, which is awesome. They were also out at Rocklahoma as well. Yes. They were set up over there, I know, by the Proving Grounds. I don't know if they had another booth somewhere else, but so very cool with kind of them and our other sponsor, DEB, everybody involved out there. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, get in there. They've got a huge selection. They've got doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. If you need to get a card, 30% of their profits go to help build no-kill animal shelters in this area, which is a huge, cool thing that most most businesses don't do. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very cool to, to be involved with them because of that. And also, they're great people, so get by there, say hey, and once again, tell them that we sent you. Find them online. On Facebook, Med P H A R M, and then on Instagram at MedFarmOK, and their website is also MedFarmOK.com. DEB Concerts, they keep bringing in the great acts to IDO. They brought in stuff like Sebastian Bach, Saxon, Striper, Steelheart. I'm just trying to think everybody starts with an S. Yeah. <laughs> Warrant. <laughs> that starts with an S, right? Right. Firehouse starts yeah. with an S. Jack Russell's Great White. Bisto Blanco. Many, many more. But this Saturday night, or no, hold it. Am I right? Yeah, that's actually this Saturday yep, night. Saturday. It's already coming up. June yep, 8th. June 8th. Yeah. Lynch Mob will be at the Ideal Ballroom. With Andrew Freeman from Last in Line will be on vocals. Are you serious? Yes. That's amazing. He was on Eddie Trunk the other day and... That dude's voice is amazing. Yeah, they were asked, he was asked, who's singing for you now? And he said, I've got like a stable, like four singers that I just plug in wherever they're available. And uh, this run is going to be Andrew Freeman. I'm like, that. I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Which, it's funny because you remember the first, I don't know, probably both times we talked about Last in Line albums. I was like, this dude reminds me of Oni Logan and at will. times. There you go. He's got that same kind yeah. of bluesy, sulfur voice. And so this will work perfect. Yeah. George Lynx also made fun of Eddie Trump for being a name dropper. Did he really? Yeah. That's he was talking about, <laughs> he was asking him about KXM because, you know, I was at Rock Loma this past weekend talking to Ray Loser and George Lynx just interrupted him and said, name dropper. <laughs> and, you know, you could tell he was trying to be kidding around, but of course, Mr. Trunk wasn't having it. He just like 
silent pause and just went on. Yeah. That's just like one thing you can't fuck with. Yeah, him. you can't call out any trunk on all his name drops. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we love any yeah. trunk. It's just funny, you know? Yeah. Busting yeah, balls, busting balls. He'll be hosting that lunch. Yeah, he'll show. be hosting it. So everybody get out there. It's going to be a fun time. And, um, you know, I, I have always said I'm not a huge Dawkins fan. But if George Lynch is in the building, which I know he hasn't been in Dawkins for a while. I know it's all. But, you know, it ties in. Um, you got to see this guy. He's just an amazing guitar player. Just to stand there and watch his fingers. You know, he doesn't use a lot of the, a lot of the same, you know, fucking caveman chords. I mean, he really, he, he's one of the most interesting guitar players out there. Yeah. And personally, I was always just kind of an average docking fan, but mm. I'm a huge Lynch yes, Mob fan. Yeah. You love fucking Lynch Mob. Yeah. You know, back in the day, if someone would say, what's your favorite docking album? I would say Wicked Sensation. Yeah, that's right. You know, I don't give a shit. That was a great, I remember <laughs> when we were kids borrowing that from you and hating that I had to give it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so that, We'll be at the Ideal Bar on June 8th with our good friends in Severmind and Poster Child. Yes. Both great bands. So get out there. Check that out. June 8th, Ideal Bar I'm brought to you by DEB Concerts. And like Jason said, Andrew Freeman from Last in Line on vocals. You can't go wrong. I, I, I bet Jason Carroll will love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so speaking of DEB Concerts, they were also had a major part in Rocklahoma this year. Definitely. Because Doug and DEB Concerts booked all the acts for the DNB Processing Roadhouse stage. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about all that here in a bit as well. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess we can now. I'll just jump right into it, right? Um, all that beautiful bean footage. Rocklahoma 2019 is the 13th Rocklahoma, yeah. and we have been fortunate enough to be at all 13 of these Rocklahomas now, since 2007, when it kicked off in the heat of July, up till now. Up till now. And every one of them has been great in its own right, and every one of them has a little bit different feel, I think, just not the music-wise, just based off the vibe, I think, and this one, to me, overall... Seemed a little weird, and not weird, just like a little, just the whole, when I look back on it, the whole vibe of the whole thing was a little different, and I think it was because of all the storm warnings and just shit mm -hmm. going on that seemed like, yeah. you know, usually that happens like once, maybe twice, but it happened like, what, four times? I yeah, think. I mean, you just, it's like, fuck. And it was just like fuck a part it. of it, you know? And yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of was like a mood killer at times, but... At times not, because people would just kind of party through the storms if you're hanging out yeah, I mean, we, in shelter or wherever you're at, you know. Right when right when Mel and I got there, like I told you, I had three legs down on the RV, and there That's go right. the sirens, and we had to shag ass to the shower houses and stand in there. And, I mean, I didn't even have any time to grab a beer to take with me or anything, <laughs> so that put me in a bad mood. You know, and it was just, it, I mean, it was just right from the get-go, storms. Pounding up your ass, take shelter. I mean, it, it was it was a stressful evening. Um, as you could tell 
later on when I went off of my Mariah Carey diva fit. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Yeah. But yeah, and it was just. I've got audio of it. I'm going to play on this podcast. Yes. Yes. Just like the, that old Iron Maiden B side of them fighting. <laughs> um, and then I remember even later on that night in the RV hearing fucking sirens going off again. Yeah. And we're like, fuck it. We're, we're trying to get some sleep <laughs> or whatever was going on. It's just, you know, and that was just the first of many, uh, you know, but uh, many warnings and sirens and whatever. But the, the cool thing about it all was it never interfered with the bands. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly that whole mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. It never. The only it was time like I ever late remember, at night or whatever. Yeah, the only time I ever remember it even raining during a band was Shine Down, and yeah. that was for like five minutes. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah, I mean that that first day I was I I worked and I did load in. Yeah, with the VIP stuff and you know so we were kind of stuck back there and seek shelter there for a couple hours and you know once I got out of there everybody was back to partying so. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And you can tell kind of whenever you're in these places, like, the you know, the people that are from Oklahoma, the people that aren't. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you hear signs going off. And you're like, screw it. I'm going to get some sleep. Yeah. Whereas other people are like kind of, you know, on edge the whole time. Yeah. You know, because they never deal with that kind of stuff wherever they're from. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, and, and all that rain made, made for some amazing mud. Yeah. So, I mean, that was great. Can I tell my mud wrestling story? Giant ruts. Yeah, of course. That I told you last night. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, I don't know that you could find this at any other rock festival. This is something that we hang our head, our hat on, <laughs> at, ladies and gentlemen, we're very proud of in Oklahoma. Uh, now I was, um, Melissa's in a, one of those closed Facebook rock Oklahoma groups. I can't remember which one. It's one I was never in. I can't remember. There's a million of them. <laughs> Somebody posted a video of, you know, two uh, large women. I don't know. I don't know what the politically correct word is. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big guy, too, so I don't know. I don't know what word I use. Fuck it. But they were naked. Completely naked? Yes. Na- okay. Completely naked, rolling around mud wrestling and all that shit. And it's just like, wow. Well, all right. <laughs> There's that. That was that was happening. Yeah, in the cow pasture. Yeah, in the cow pasture. So, which that's not a joke, people. That it's it's yeah. not. It's not. So you know, uh, I hope all their, I hope they didn't get any kind of infections in any crevices. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure the alcohol, you know, helped them through it. Yeah, or whatever the fuck else they were on. Jesus Christ. So, Rocklahoma 2020, you're gonna. Mud wrestle someone, right? Um, probably game? not. Probably not. Oh, okay. Okay. My 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 days of being drunkenly naked in front of people are long gone. Are you sure? Well, yes, I'm sure. Long <laughs> gone. We don't need to relive any of that. No one <laughs> wants to know about that. Yeah. But I mean, that's just a great example of you know just some of the charm you'll see when you come to Rocklahoma, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to the fair on steroids. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maggie said it best, Redneck Coachella. That's right. So one of those days, I think it was probably actually Friday, Jana played the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Kicked off the... From the, Down for Five and yeah. Rocket Science. Oh, yeah. I guess I should say that for Our friend Jana, yes. <laughs> to kick off the festivities, basically, on the main stage there. So it would have been around probably 3 to 3.30 there. Mm-hmm. 
Which is really cool because I'm, I feel like, I know they used to do that like back in the first few years. Yeah. Like every day they would have a different guitarist from yeah. just one of the bands come out and, and do that. And I don't know I, if they still do it. I've missed it. But that's the only one I knew about this weekend too. Yeah. So I think it was probably would have been, so maybe I'm jumping ahead here, but just wanted to throw that in. Would everyone please rise for our pre-party rocket science did at the the roadhouse which was a new stage out there it's technically the stage that dnb processing sponsored the last couple years that was the retrospect stage yeah just got moved to a different location they put a tent over the top of it and so it had the same sound system and everything from what i've heard and it sounded great and that first night had a Slaughter is the headliner. So this is where I've got to say of all the bands that we're going to talk about. I saw all, I saw all of Slaughter, but I can't really remember much of it. Yeah. I mean, that's Rocklahoma for you, right? Yeah. I don't know what to say. Like other than we've seen Slaughter, they're great. I remember like getting there and I remember thinking Mark Slaughter sounded good mm -hmm. from where I was at, but I can't really point anything else out other than that being honest 
Well, I mean, I walked up, I think, right as, uh, right as the opening song was going on. I mean, I remember it, but it was just, it was so packed. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I was back so far, you couldn't really see a lot. You could just kind of see their heads. Yeah. I mean, you could hear it. Everything was great. They had a great set list. They played all the shit you wanted them to play. And Mark Slaughter did that. He sounded great. Yeah. So the only thing I noticed, it seemed like Zoltan was a little bit more reserved than he usually is. Really? But I don't know. Maybe I just, maybe it was just I couldn't see that well. Right. So, but you know, hey, it's Slaughter. They're great. They're one of my favorite bands. So right. it was great to see him. And, you know, to, to still be able to hit all those notes, man. Mark Slaughter. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And the fact, like you said, that it was packed out. Like, yes. You know, I knew there that would was be a really good crowd, cool. but just to see like how big the crowd was, yeah, like that it was, was awesome. like, yeah, you had to like, once you got into the, the roadhouse area, cause it had like a kind of a fence thing around it. Yeah. You know, you had to like work your way through to even find a spot. Yeah. You it did, wasn't yeah. even in that back area. Which I thought was really good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got to a point where like, okay, I'm not going to try to get any farther up. There's too many people. And then I looked behind me and Jason Carroll was behind me. So I just stood with him. Okay. The rest of the show. But it was, you know, it sounded great. And, um, I'm so glad they were there. Yeah. And speaking of Mark Slaughter, just a few episodes ago, we had him on the show. He was on this podcast. That's right. So back in April, if you haven't heard that one, dig it up. It's a cool, cool conversation with Mark Slaughter. Exactly. But yeah, so, but before that on Thursday, we were over at the Proving Ground stage, which yes. is another new stage. This was one of the, the campground stages, and this was put together by Murdoch Productions, Steve Murdoch. And the first thing we got to say is this is a great fucking stage, a great is. setup. Yeah, Murdoch busted his ass. Yeah. It looked great. It sounded great. Top notch. Everything was, yeah. it, it was what it should have been or what you expected. It was more than what you expected. Yeah. Before I even got over there, you had told me CJ yep. and Paulette had told me a couple of people had came by and said, you know, I went over and saw proven grounds. Yeah. It's like, you know, I thought I didn't think it'd be as big as Axis, you know, because I thought well, it's Steve's first year, you know, mm -hmm. he'll, you know, he'll, he'll bring it in the next year, jump up and no, he just went straight up. Yeah. Like you would expect Steve Murdoch to do. Yeah. Murdoch's not and, fucking around. Yeah. So it basically, did what Axis did and had a massive stage, a massive sound system, and a huge tented area. Exactly. So it was great, and I'm really happy that he made this happen, and we got the chance to get over there on the pre-party. Yes. And you actually got out there earlier than I did. Yeah, I saw Nameless Society, which I've seen them before at the Shrine. They're great. You know, if you like if you like your rock with some hip-hop in it, this is your band. Yeah. So good stuff, and then... yeah. I don't know if there was someone in there we missed, but then I got over there. Well, obviously we missed Custom Black. <laughs> yeah, I know that sucked. <laughs> like we got, but we talked to him, we worked it out, we yeah. explained it. The, the The times got flipped up, yeah, messed up. So, so yeah, they, I don't know if someone had ended up dropping off yeah. or whatever because they bumped everybody up. Yeah. And, so unfortunately, we missed a Custom Black, who's a great band. You need to check out if you get the chance. Great kind of stonery, doomy. Sabbathy band from Definitely. from Missouri. Burdens Within was on, and that's another great metal band. You know, I wasn't real familiar with them before that, and getting a chance to check them out—it's always fun when you run across someone you've never seen. Of course, so, of course. So very cool to see Burdens Within. So check them out if you're not familiar. And then they were followed up by 
machine in the mountain. The motherfucking machine. Yeah, that's They're a good back. way to put it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've done they've done a gig or two since, but this is awesome to see. Yeah, new bass player. You know, uh, everyone knows what happened there and what's going on. We don't need to get into it. So it's good to see them moving on and you know not letting anything get them down or stop them and. Uh, they're just as powerful as they ever were. Yeah, just a phenomenal band. We've sang their praises for oh, the man. last few years. Yeah, and definitely. Whether it be on album, which you need to check out all their EPs, or live, they're just, they're the best of the best. Yeah. They're one of my favorite favorite bands in this region. So Machine in the Mountain, any chance you get, check them out, and they're all great dudes yeah. and girl now. So it's very cool to get to see them on that Rocklahoma stage at a prime spot there, you know, what was it around seven or eight? I, I think. think so. Yeah. And they did a great job. So very glad. So that was kind of Thursday in a nutshell, I guess. Yep. As far as bands go for pretty me. much. Okay. So Friday is the first official full day of the festival. Which another thing to point out is I'd like, I think it, it might have been that Friday when Jason Carroll I saw, we keep bringing him up, posted that it's, it's time that Rocklahoma starts calling this a four day festival. Yeah. You know, cause that pre show is so good and it's always been, everybody always loves the, exactly. the pre shows that Axis did and yeah. Dark Side does and now Proving Grounds and of course now with the Roadhouse DB processing. So yeah, Friday, I mean, and the only way you can go to those shows is if you have a three-day pass yeah. as well. Yeah. But Friday, the first thing that I saw, I believe you saw, was Grind. Yes. Kicking off the Zen stage. Which Our buddies in Grind, yes. The new name for the second stage. New sponsor, Zen. Not to be confused with Zen Hipster. This is some kind of smoke-free tobacco. There you go. Zen Hipster, Zen to. Smoke tobacco, not the first <laughs> But Grind put on a great show. They turned in a great... It was great to see them on a big stage. Yes. You know, they deserve all that. That was awesome. Yeah, what I want to say is it's, it's really cool because when you think up to that point, what, two, three years ago now, Less Than Human was on that stage. Yeah. And if, if I'm not forgetting anybody. I mean, and that goes clear back to when, like, Down For Five was on the main stage. In like 2008 or something, yeah, or seven yeah. or eight. And then I can't think of any other time of these, you know, these bands that we know from this area yeah. that have been on either that second stage or the main stage. It's always been on Axis or now the DVD Processing, which is great in its own right. Yes. But to be a, on that second stage where Grind was, that's kind of what I was just watching it and just like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, this it's is, awesome. To see someone, you know, that we champion and that champions us as well and that's right just like you said four dudes that deserve to be up there that's right rock and roll brethren yeah and i was talking to cj later and i thought it was funny because it's like he wasn't doing the normal cj jumping around and kicks and stuff and he said that because he walked out on that stage and it was slick as fuck which i don't know that's just he said it was just weird so he said i just played it cool so i wouldn't bite it my ass <laughs> So That's there you go, awesome. if you wondered why I didn't do it. <laughs> but he did do it when they played the Roadhouse. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. But so, yeah, Grind got to play out there twice in the same day, which is another amazing mm-hmm. feat that most people can't or probably no exactly. one can fucking really claim. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, the first band on the main stage that we're going to talk about is the Glorious Sons. Right? Yeah, yeah, from Canada. 
So you, I didn't see them. You did. Oh, they were great. You yeah. know, the guy came out in a big, long gray trench coat. Like, dude, you know, you're I not, that felt good. you're not Canada right now. So you're probably really hot. <laughs> no, they were great. You know, um, everyone knows that hit song. I don't even know what it's called. No, I can't remember the name either. Yeah, what about but, the tax man? Yeah. Maybe that's what it's called, but that, you know, they did that. What I thought was cool is they, they did that like in the middle of their set. They didn't close with it or anything. Oh, okay. I thought that was awesome, but you know, they got a good, just an organic rock sound and, uh, they, they put in a good 30 minute set. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, we know a, a small contingent of people from Canada that come down every year for rock. Yes. Yeah. So, so that, I wonder, awesome. you know, hopefully they were over there supporting as well. Yeah. Well, Alien Weaponry was next up on the side stage, the Zen stage. And they kicked ass. Yeah, this was the one of the top, my top three or four things I was most excited about. And they didn't disappoint. No, no, it was great. It yeah. was just, you know, just real, just, you know, gang vocally powerful, you know, thrashy at times. Yeah, just three dudes. Yeah, just, just raw heavy metal. Yeah, just lay it out there, and it's just like, it's like you mentioned early on when you're talking about them, it's that Sepultura, Sepultura Roots vibe, but yeah. not really sounding like that at all, just yeah. kind of because it's that tribal feel yes. to the metal. Yeah, and another, they, they, they bring their ancestry into it, which I think is a really cool twist. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they're speaking a language that most everybody they're ever going to play for won't know, Yeah, which is cool, and but still people are singing along yeah. because, you know. You've heard you've heard so many songs many times now, and uh, you know I was talking to Devin from Sign of Lies the next day actually about it, and he pointed out something which I hadn't really thought about. He's like, I when I hear these guys, I don't feel like they're really that heavy as far as like when you think of thrash or something. Yeah. But it's just the aura of like their tribal and everything that just makes it feel even heavier than the guitar actually is. Yeah. Which is a good. I get good that point. totally. Yeah, yeah. that is a good point. But yeah, so Alien Weaponry, if you're not familiar with them. Three kids from New Zealand and they're all under 18 still, right? Yeah, get into it. Yeah, you got to check these guys out. Yeah. Okay, this is the point in the program where if you're a fan of Fever 333, you might want to skip forward about a couple minutes. Yeah, just next. That's all I want to <laughs> no, say. No, I want to say it. I don't... Oh, okay, go ahead. We we tend to do that next thing, you know, it's like, we're not going to talk about something if we don't like it. <laughs> but I feel the need to talk about this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I was just going to blow it off. You know, because I heard their music before. I didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. That's fine. Whatever. But I kept seeing people talk about how great this band is live. Yeah. And in the week before, I saw that video from Sonic Temple. And I was like, is this really what people are going on about? You know, sure, it's cool when someone gets into the crowd or people are, <clears throat> you know, involve the fans in it, do stuff you don't normally see. I like that when, yeah. you know, you see it from... Papa Roach, you see it from Mark Slaughter, yeah. whoever, you know, Gavin Rostell does it. It's cool when bands do that, and this yeah. guy does something like that every show, which I have no problem well, with. He has to, because there's nothing else. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Motley Sorry, but there's not. It's like Motley Crue, if you didn't have the stage show, you'd be, you know, like, what the fuck's going on, because this yeah. vocalist sucks dick. Well, this dude from Fever 333 is like at Sonic Temple walking around. The vocals are still going and the mic's not even near his mouth. And he's not even moving. I'm like, what the fuck? See, that's what I don't understand because the vocals were not what I had a problem with. I mean, the guy was just screaming, whatever. No, like he wasn't. It was pre-recorded vocals. Well, it wasn't even. It's not fine. That's like pre-recorded tracks for like background noise are cool. Guitar tracks are borderline shitty. 
but <laughs> vocal tracks, if you're not like trying to put in well, gang vocals, you know, for a three piece or something, it's fucking stupid. I understand that, but it didn't look to me like he was lip syncing at Rocklahoma. <laughs> I don't think he was because it it's sounded just ba- screaming. I it don't sounded know. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was there. I'm just saying that video I saw, which got me even more negative about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I totally understand. The thing that, the thing that got me was, well, there's bass going on, but there's no bass player. Right. So there's like a bass track. Yeah. We know there's other tracks, and I think there's like, a vocal track, and then even on top of that, he's not. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, yeah, it was just it was just ridiculous to me. I'm like, why are so many people high on this band? You know, dude, you got it. fucking seven year old <laughs> men out there going out and, and playing clubs, playing live every night. Yeah, you know, take take your fucking tracks and shove them up your ass. Yeah, you know that's 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 the that's one of the fucking problems here with with what's going on with new music. <laughs> you know, the track fest. You know, fuck off with that shit. Well, on the flip side of the I, track I don't, fest, I don't give a I don't give a shit if he. Runs out in the crowd or whatever. Fuck off, you know. Get a, get a fucking bass player. Jesus Christ, you know you're, you're you're insulting everybody's intelligence. Yeah, and you're ripping people off of money. I think I really think so. so yeah, there you go. Yeah, you owe Tom Morello some money. Yeah, no shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, next, but on the flip side of all that tracks negativity bullshit. Yeah. Was Pepper Keenan Encroaching oh Conformity. And the, the the greatness that that band is. The redemption. Now that's a band, yeah. So going back, I used to tell you, you know, before Pepper rejoined the band, I'd made that joke that like every day when I wake up, I'm like, maybe this is the day that Pepper <laughs> rejoined COC. Yeah. So we flash forward. We've seen him live several times since he's rejoined. That we've got an album now. Yeah. We've had... God Mike damn, Dean, we had we've two had, of them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, since he's come back, we've had Mike Dean and Reed Mullen on the podcast. <laughs> yep. And like the last two or three years, I joked because I thought I was joking when at the end of these episodes, it'd be like, "So who do you think would be cool to see next year at Rockland?" And I'd always say Crozier and Conformity, never thinking that was really going to happen. And then this year, the lineup got announced, and then they weren't on it. But then, like a month later, when they added like four or five bands, yep. like Slaughter, Hatebreed, Pop Evil, and yeah. Coc. And I was like, wow, this is not something I ever expected. I know, I know. And here they are, and this statement may be biased as fuck, but they were the best band on this festival. Yeah, they were. 30 minutes, it was the best 30 minutes of Rocklahoma 2019. Yeah, it was the best 30 minutes. There was other things that are extremely close. Yeah. But in my opinion, that was the 30 minutes that I was lost, and it felt like four minutes, you know? Yeah, it was great. I mean... And, and, and what they decided to play during oh, the 30 minutes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, 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 shit like this is just good for the soul. Yeah. It's good to see it. It puts you, it centers you. Yeah. Well, we were dorking out and beforehand, you're like, hey, you know, here's COC's set listing named off like five or six songs and that sounded what it would be. Yeah. And we get over there and they're like, nah, fuck it. We're going to play Diablo Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then we're going to play what they play, uh, the door. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? They didn't even play a song from New Album. They didn't play Vote with a Bullet. You know, so it's just like stuff that is staples of their set list. They pulled out for like two songs that aren't. Yeah. That are two of my favorite songs there. So yep. I'm just like, this is my, this is my rock, my <laughs> hashtag, my Rocklahoma. Yes, exactly. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That this, this is definitely the side of Rocklahoma that I love and would love to see more of. And the other thing to point out was that the atmosphere over there was way better than I expected. Yeah. I knew there'd be a good crowd. You know, they're a legendary name. And, you know, everybody, even if they don't follow all their stuff, 
no clean my wounds and albatross. Yes. But I mean, there were people over there and it was packed out and people were fucking loving it and people were singing along to other songs besides those two. And I'm like, man, this is, it was great. This is what you want. Yeah, this is what you hope was, for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So who else do we have that date? Lita Ford was before that, actually. Okay. I did not see Lita Ford, so that's all you. I didn't see a lot of Lita Ford because, once again, like Slaughter, it was packed the fuck out. That's which good. Is great. That's great. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, we were kind of off on the side where you could just kind of see her kind of through some people's heads, and you could hear everything perfect. Yeah. So I was just hanging out over there. And, I mean, I walked up a couple of times and looked, but I'm like, I'm it's hot, and I don't want to squeeze in all these people. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was like 45 minutes, and she played what you expect she even played cherry bomb and she did close my eyes with uh the guitar uh is it patrick kennison okay is that who her guitars one of her guitars is right now and uh you know he sounded good and yeah so i mean it was cool i mean lita ford's one of those people from that era that you know still sounds great puts on a great show she didn't play living like a runaway which kind of sucked well she didn't have the time for that yeah But yeah, so very glad to see that still being represented at Rocklahoma, like Slaughter was, you know, where since Rocklahoma was kind of founded on that type of music. Yeah. The stuff that we love. Exactly. All right. So I guess next up would have been Buck Cherry. And I can't imagine, I used to cannot imagine a time where I would be somewhere where Buck Cherry was and I would just walk off and not even see it. Yeah. That's what I did. So you can talk about it. Um, I mean, I, I dug it. I mean, you're right. There is definitely a different vibe without Keith Nelson. Yeah. Um, it's, it it just seems a little bit more laid back. It doesn't seem as electric without Keith Nelson or with, it doesn't seem. Yeah. And so, but I mean, they turned in a good set. Um, they played they played like half of two tickets to paradise which i thought was kind of cool <laughs> yeah but you know i you know i like a lot of that new album even though keith nelson's not there obviously as you can hear we're keith nelson homers uh, he was yeah. an integral part of that band and uh so you know in their set list choices were i mean of course they played crazy bitch and lit up you know but you know they played somebody fucked with me and you know they played uh <clears throat> shit um they just played like i think they they kept it to just newer stuff okay so or, or i don't know i'm i'm probably talking out of my ass um you know i wish it would have been nice to hear lawless and lulu or something yeah but i mean it's a different vibe now so you know it wasn't terrible so i mean he sounded like josh todd sounded good oh yeah he sounded okay. great yeah because that was the other thing like i Last time I saw him was the last time they played Rocklahoma, which was right after Keith Nelson had left. And, yeah. You know, I was, of course, being a Keith Nelson, like you said, Homer about yeah. it, but I gave it a shot and I just thought it didn't sound the same guitar wise. And then plus Josh Todd was having the worst performance of his life, I think, that yeah. day. So yeah. it's good to see that was like a one-off thing. Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, you know, Kevin Rintgen's in it, and he was in a band called American Pearl that we loved back in the day. Yes. And he was wearing an Outsider's House t-shirt, which was fucking rad. Okay. But, I mean, yeah. Check out Automatic. Yes, Automatic. What a fucking tune, man. (laughs) Fuck. That was such a great song. I should have came back and said, oh, they played that just to make you take a shit out of your dick. (laughs) Right. 
But, you know, it, it's a different buck cherry. But, you know, if you don't want to see it, I get it. But, I mean, if they're there, I'm going to go see them. So, yeah. You know. I'm sure I'll come back around at some point here. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, the new record I really like. You know, I really like that single bent. I think that's a great song. So, yeah. I mean, I, know. I like a few songs on the new album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not going to totally diss them or anything. There you go. <laughs> but still, Panther headlined that. Yeah. See, I didn't stage. see them. So, oh, you didn't see them at all? No. Did you? Yeah. I saw about eh, three or four of their songs. I got over there and, you know, caught the last, I think it was three, three, four songs, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, typical, I mean, it was packed the hell out over there. Of I course, mean, yeah. I mean, that band, you know, has come a long way. Yeah, they have. They have. <laughs> and, I mean, we've, you know, there's a lot of people that have negative thoughts about that band, but we both fucking love them. Their music's great. Every album they put out's great. They've got a new one coming this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we think these guys can't keep being funny by talking about the same shit over and over, but somehow... You know, they Michael Starr's got away with way with yeah. words. <laughs> Any, anytime they put an album out, it goes to number one on the comedy chart. So, yeah. hey, there you go. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see him again. And I'm glad that they're, you know, I mean, the second stage is a good spot for him, too. You know, it's a little more rowdy, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, a fun vibe. So, glad to see them. And then Shine Down was the headliner on the main stage. And that's another thing we talked about, I think, back when we did the lineup announcement, that I, it's hard to believe that this is the first time Shinedown's ever been there. Yeah. Because they're just one of those bands that's, like, perfect for it the... A, yeah, it's a no-brainer. For what Rocklahoma is, it's the type of band that would normally be a headliner of the second band down. So mm-hmm. it's surprising it took this long to book them, but they did it, and I actually... At one point, I was a diehard fan of this band. Mm-hmm. And over the last few years, I, I still like them a lot, but I just kind of let up on that because I've not been a huge fan of the last two or three albums. So I've kind of skipped out on them because they come to Oklahoma, yeah, to basically Tulsa, at least once a year, it seems like. And I haven't seen them the last few times. So I was kind of, you know, pumped up for this one just because it had been quite a while. And, I mean, they sound, they sound fucking great. Brent Smith's... I, an amazing vocalist. He sounds great live. But, you know, outside of that, it's just kind of the whole vibe to me is different over these last few albums where it's not as energetic, I guess yeah. is the right word. Just like full on fucking just hard rock at its finest where now it's just, you know, I mean, it's good. It's a good show. The songs are good, but I don't leave thinking that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that, you know, they put on a good set, and I mean, they fucking, it started raining right when he started playing Purple Rain, which was kind of weird, so that Poetic. was cool, yeah, and then Zach Myers sang that, because I'm sure he they sing that whenever he does his, those Zach Myers and Brent Smith mm-hmm. acoustic shows they do, but, so yeah, I mean, they were good, so it's good that they were finally there, in my opinion, and that wrapped up Friday, Friday night. All right. Okay, moving into Saturday. We kicked this thing off at the D&B Processing Roadhouse stage with Zen Hipster. Of course we do. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Jason here, that's the band that he has been a part of for 20 plus years now. Yeah, and uh just got to say, it was a fun set, and thank you to 
Doug Burgess, Roadhouse DEB stage. Thank you to Rocklahoma for having us. It was a complete honor. And it was a really cool thing to cross off the bucket list. Yeah. And other than that, all I'll say is, uh, since I was in the band and you were watching, I'll just let you take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, I've seen you guys many times. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was ready to go live towards the end because I knew you had shown or I printed up the set list for you or so whatever. You, you knew. So yeah, I knew the set knew. list. And then I wasn't fully prepared because you guys cut a song out towards yeah, the end. Yeah, we had to cut a song. And I was like, oh, damn. So like my live video was a little like me stumbling around and shit at first. But anyway, yeah, I mean, you guys always sound great. You know, a lot of the people around that I think hadn't seen you that we knew, like John Winnie and James and Travis Davis and everybody, you know, was standing around. They're like, Josh that's... Roach was there. Yeah. They're like, man, that's great. Great to finally see him. Jason Carroll and Kevin Graham. Yes. Were around and they had, but they had seen you guys. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was really cool. Something that, you know, a few years ago, you would have laughed if we had yeah, said that was going to happen. I, right? I, I, I wouldn't have had any, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, so what was like, did it feel like to be up on one of those stages different than just like a, you know, a stage at a bar or something. Um, it was, I, you know, I was pretty cool about it, you know, all week and leading up to it. And, and, uh, I don't know though, but in, even, even on stage getting ready to play, I was cool, you know, but once we started playing, I got kind of nervous, okay. um, you know, so hey, that's the biggest thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah. So, you know, it, it wasn't without its nerves, but. You know, we got through it. It's good. So that was a bigger than playing my backyard in 1996. <laughs> yes, or? it was. Okay, it was. But the problem we had, the problem we had at Rocklahoma is we should have played Lump. That's right. <laughs> should have brought that back after yeah. all these years. Hey, we played that just for you because <laughs> you know, just to, because it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, the one and only. Yeah, like if you looked at setlist.fm and it has the counts of how many times a band played a song, Zen Hips would say lump one. One. That's the right. One only time. That's right. <laughs> and then, you know, right after right after us, Solidify came through and stomped the hell out of the stage like they usually do. Yeah. That was really great. Yeah, I always like to say no pun intended, but this band is solid as fuck. Mm-hmm. They're just five dudes that have gelled to make a a great, huge, heavy rock sound. And, yeah. You know, they don't disappoint from the... The EP they released a couple months ago. They played those tracks. They played a couple cover, like a cover medley of uh, "Aha" and "Simple Minds," which is kind of cool. Yeah. And these, you know, these guys are just at great at what they do, and have great a great following and a great great crowd interaction and everything. And another one, just kind of like you guys and grind and everybody. I was glad to see on that stage, of course, and showing everybody what they're made of. That's right. Well, after that, I guess the next band would have been, was it Bad, or was High, High Road the Hero was probably before Bad Wolves, right? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that, but you did. I, I think that, I thought they were great. Uh, that guy okay. was walking around in the morning when we were loading in, uh, High Road, the hero himself. <laughs> but no, it was, it was, it, you know, it, it visibly, obviously wasn't my thing, but, you know, wow, big shocker, they were playing live. Oh my God! How dare they? <laughs> <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's that's, fucked that that's we even weird. have to say that kind of thing. <laughs> but they—they they were all live, you know, full band, and it was, um, 
I mean, it was just electric. It was hot. And, uh, he, really? you know, That's cool. Hiro the hero himself, you know, jumped out in the crowd and crowd surfed from the back to the front. Um, you know, and it was just a slamming rock band with a, with a rapper. And, uh, you know, what can you say? People were loving it. There's yeah. a great crowd. It was hot as fuck. So it was a good vibe. Yeah. I kind of wished I'd seen that. I didn't really, I just thought it would be a track fest myself. But. No, it was not. <laughs> they, they weren't fucking around and they're, and they're not, they're not fucking around because they're all, you know, they're all just in a van, you know, doing the damn thing. Oh, nice. More power to them. Yeah. Well, speaking of throwing the fuck down, Bad Wolves kicked oh, off man. the main stage. Talk about, talk about some fucking, yeah, intensity. Yeah, this was my top three or four things all mm-hmm. weekend and... I knew that I would like it, but I just didn't expect them to be one of my three or four favorite things. I'll yeah. be honest about it, you know, because of a few other things I thought would be. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, this band, you know, they're already, if you're not if you're not familiar, it's kind of like a super group. I mean, of not of guys that were huge, but of guys that were in successful metal bands. Yeah, these guys have been put through the that, paces. Yeah, they were all a little under the radar. Done it all, yeah. And yeah, so they're all together. They made a fantastic album. And thanks to Zombie, they've kind of got name recognition now. Yes. So they're on the main stage here. And man, they fucking, they opened with Learn to Live and just fucking tore that shit up. Yeah. And clear into like, I was getting worried towards then. I'm like, they're not going to play Officer Down. But thankfully they did right before Zombie. And yeah. I mean, that was the highlight for me. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was awesome. You know, fucking... Our boy Doc Coyle's up there just ripping shit up. It yeah. Was, it was great. I'm like, you got... Doc Coyle's been on this show. Look that up. Yeah. You got Doc Coyle on the main stage of Rocklahoma. You got COC on the side stage. It's like... It's like hell froze over. Yes. At I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it was good to see. Yeah. So so Bad Wolves, it was just full of power. They were tight as hell. It just... I was just... I don't know. Just yeah. everything aligned for me right there. I was just like, this band is tight as fuck live, and it's just amazing, and I loved yeah. it. You know, so yeah, they're fucking. If awesome. you're one of those people that's blowing them off because you didn't care much for Zombie or Remember When, and you're a huge metal fan, you have to fucking listen to Officer Down. Yep, and learn to live. And the rest of this album, this band is fucking great. Hell yeah, they are. They're followed up by Light the Torch on the side, the second stage, and that's another band that I'm, I'm a huge fan of everything they put out and. I think if they hadn't followed Bad Wolves, I would have been a little higher on, on it. Yeah. But I mean, I thought it was cool. Howard Jones is one of the best vocalists in metal. They sounded great. But I think I was just walking over there after that high yeah. from what I'd just seen and just kind yeah. of, you know, I liked it, but it didn't like sit with me in the same way that Bad Wolves did. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we roasted in the sun during Bad Wolves and we walked all the way over to that, you know, the, uh, I think the second stage was in Claremore, so we had to walk all over the way to that. <laughs> right. And we were, you know, we were dick smacked after all that, and then it was hot, so we were like, "Fuck it," we just went and sat down in the shade somewhere. Okay. Uh, because we knew we had a long night coming, because that was a it was a good night of music coming up. Yeah. Well, I went over and checked out Beartooth because I've heard a lot of people going on about them. Yeah. And I mean, they were cool. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't. 
I kind of, I'd always put them in that, in my head. I'd, I've heard them before on Sirius, but still, I just can't really remember much about it. And yeah. I just had them in that category of like that stuff I call like kitty metal, you know? Yeah. Um, that hot topic metal. Yeah. And maybe they are, but they didn't really come across that way. You know, the, the music was a little more riffy and metal than that kind of stuff. And while the vocals were kind of that way, it kind of gave it a different feel because of the music to me. So, yeah. I mean, no hate there, of course. But, and then asking Alexandra, I kind of just, same thing, walked over there so I could see a I couple saw them songs. in passing, yeah. And, you know, they sound good, not really my thing. We're both a huge fan of uh, Danny well, Warsnop. Yeah, I was about to draw a blank on his name on Warsnop's other band, We Are Harlot. Yes. Besides band he did that actually played Rock, Oklahoma a few years ago. Yeah. That that's a phenomenal album if you've not heard it. Yeah. But yeah, Asking Alexander, they're good. They had a, you know, I noticed a lot of people out there, especially in GA, you know, were singing along to their stuff, which yeah. is good. And like you mentioned, their stage setup was different, but cool. I know? really liked their stage setup. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It was like the backdrop said Asking, and then they had this huge long drum riser that said Alexandria. It looked it like just, it was almost the full stage. Like. Yes, it was big and full and the whole thing, and I thought that was really neat. I'm not really familiar with their music, but I just visually that really caught my eye. I dug that. Yeah. Well, Bisto Blanco was on the Roadhouse stage. This was another thing along with Bad Wolves and Courage and Conformity. It's in my top things at the whole festival. Yeah. I was just, you know, I was really excited about it because, you know, we had him on the podcast yeah. recently. We talked to him. I listened to him a lot leading up to our interview with him. And then, of course, you know, even last year they played here. I mean, I was out of town at that point. But, um, you know, I'd been listening to their, their couple albums a lot. And then they had this new album that just came out like while we were at Rocklahoma. We are. And they played a couple songs off that. And of course the other stuff and they did the Feed My Frankenstein cover and they're just, this band is fucking meant for the live stage. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything, you know, you listen to their music, you imagine everything you imagine it would be. That's what it is. I mean, Chuck Garrick is a, has a huge fucking stage presence. You know, he's Alice Cooper's bass player. So obviously he's been around with someone for 20 years. That's a master of that. So he knows what the fuck he's doing. And you know, Calico Cooper is another person that just has a masterful stage presence. And yeah. this band is just fucking great. You know, I can't say more than that. It's just a live show that you got to fucking see. Oh, yeah. I hate that I missed them. Yeah. Hate breed. Oh, man. Dude, that shit. I hate to keep saying this. It's just good for the soul. <laughs> it's just, you know, you see a band like Hate Breed with, you know, their intensity, but their positivity as well. And just like. You know, they're playing like the most brutal music, brutal hardcore, but they're, they're all positive, smiles on their faces. They're fun. They're, it's just, dude, I love that fucking band. Yeah. I love them. And they don't, they, they don't fuck around. They're not leaving any stone unturned. Just a, a, another definite highlight of the whole festival for me. Yeah, for sure. And we always talk about, you know, how much we love this band. We yeah. saw them at the Canes. This past fall, oh man, Matt Byrne, the drummer, was on this podcast yes, around that time. So check that one out. And this band, like it's it's one of those bands that, because you said, you know, they're so they're a hardcore band. So it's not they're they're not a band that's ever been mainstream. Where if someone 
just listens to shit on the radio, they're going to know anything about him. Yeah. Um, so I'm always over there, like thinking I'm going to see people walking off because they're like, I'll just go in to see what it is and I'll walk off. But it's not. There's a huge crowd over there and people, if they're not singing along, they're still into it. And I'm just exactly. like, that yeah. just makes me happy as hell to see, you know? Yeah. It's, it's as it should be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Hate Breed's another one's bands I never would have imagined you'd see at Rocklahoma a few years ago. And now they've been there twice. I know. It's great. And to cap that off after them was Seven Dust. God damn. On the, the headliner of the second stage that night. And the first thing that, you know, I want, the main thing I walked away from of that, besides the fact that it's Seven Dust and they're amazing, mm-hmm. is it was fucking great to see Seven Dust when it was dark. Yeah, I know. I know. At, at Rocklahoma. Yeah. Or yeah. any festival, or whatever. Yeah, not at three in the afternoon sweating my balls off. <laughs> right. You know, and they, 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 they left it all out there. Great set. Um, I mean, it, you know, you know what's happening with Seven Dust, you know, you know what you're going to get. And, uh, I mean, it was just, you know, they played, uh, oh God, why am I drawing a blank? They opened with Dirty. Yeah. What's the, what's that one, the last song they played? God damn it. The very last song? Yeah. Face to Face? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Face to Face. I was almost going to say that, and I'm like, no, that's not the title. <laughs> Anyways, you know, everyone's singing along. I mean, it's just yeah. a fucking great vibe. Yeah, they covered the whole gamut of the thing, because yeah. they, they played Bitch from the first album. They yep. played Thank You from two albums ago. They played yeah. Dirty, you know. and so good. Face to so Face good. was from, what, second album? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this band, we cannot stress enough, is the most underrated metal band of all time. Oh, man. I don't Hands know. Down. I just I just labeled it that. Haven't Hands that? down. <laughs> and they're always one of the best bands on any build they're on. And like I said, I'm so glad that they you know, I mean I you know, as a person who has a seat in VIP pretty close, I always like a band to be on the main stage. Mm-hmm. But when Seven Dust is on the main stage at Rock Lomo, like you said, it's at three or yeah, four thirty. Fucking stupid. And you know, this band But they'll put some goddamn they'll put some goddamn track fest horking fiber chunk fucking sucking motherfuckers <laughs> and you know with, with uh no bass player they'll put i, mean, I don't know fucking i don't get it whatever <laughs> but so me, i don't know yeah them getting the headline the main the second stage you know it gives them that that level of respect that they deserve that's right the crowd they're, was packed out over there it was great it, they're they're the ramones of metals what they are there you go that's a good point. you know because they're consistent they've been going, they don't stop, you know, and they, their fan base is loyal. They're legendary at this point. Um, and they've got all five original members. Yes. So there you 20 go. 20 plus years later. That's right. So yes, Seven Dust. Fucking A. Their newest album from last year was amazing as well. Yes. And John Connolly has been on his podcast. Yes. You so, know, you know, go back and listen to that. Yeah. So to round out that day, Corn was on the main stage. Yes, Corn has not been on this podcast, but when we interviewed Julian K, Jonathan Davis walked by. That's right. So that's so he has technically been. Yeah, you know, you can hear audio of his footsteps. Yes, so that's that's awesome. His <laughs> footsteps have been on the podcast, but Corn was great. I have to say, you know, I've been back and forth with Corn over the years. Yeah, um, they fall a little bit under, you know. Just people a little bit younger than us are way more into them than we are, I think. Right. Just a little bit younger. But it doesn't matter. We loved Corn when they came out. 
they didn't sound like anybody. And that's a thing that you can really fucking, you can really take home and be proud of. I don't give a fuck if you like corn or not. I don't care. But they don't sound like anybody. They never have. And bands like that are very rare. And, and now a ton of bands I, sound like them. Yes. And I'm like jealous of it almost. But I mean, um, I hadn't seen them since what, 94, 95 when we saw them here with Megadeth. That was the the only other time you saw them. Yeah, well, I was I was there when they were at Rocklahoma, but I wasn't there. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> you know, I had a little bit too many of the PBRs that day, and <laughs> I mean, I was physically there, but so I count this as the the second time I've seen them, and you know, it, it, they just it's just perfect hard rock. I mean, it's it's what there's no you look at what they're doing. It, there's no doubt. There's no there. It's no surprise they're a headliner. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, every song you knew, um, they were on point with everything. Uh, Ray Luzier is a fucking machine. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was great. You know, I, I don't care. I loved it. Yeah. If, uh, if you flash back to like, say 2005 and you said, Hey, you're going to go to a show and shine down disturbed and corn are going to be the three headliners. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck? And I would be like, okay, cool. And they're like, which of these three bands are you going to like the least? I would say Corn yeah. in 2005 or six. you know, based off of those three bands. Well, I hated but, Disturbed in 2005, so I'd probably, I don't well, know. Well, I'm not asking. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Because I love fucking Fine, Disturbed I'll, and Shinedown I'll back shut then. Up. God damn. <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture here. <laughs> that I would have been like, yeah, fuck that. Corn's going to be the least cool of those three acts. Mm -hmm. And it was the exact opposite. They were the best of the three acts. Yeah. And... Like you said, it was just fucking great. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Fieldy's bass is just infectious. Yeah. You know, and I, I like live. The, you know, Jonathan Davis, he, he's not some, you know, he's not some skinny fucking uh, Adidas suit wearing. He's just like, you know, big, burly badass in the kilt. You know, he's a fucking man. He's starting he's to get a, fucking, a gut like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've had this gut since I was like four. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. So, so, and he's just, you know, he's owning it and he's, he just looks like a badass and he puts on a great show. And I mean, I like, it's, it's just, it's, it's fucking awesome. I like that he came out there, you know, and when he's just like talking, he's like, I'm pumped the fuck up. And yeah. he just like, he looked, he yeah. wasn't saying that. He looked like he was he literally, really, like, yeah, I know. Like, like, this is the fucking shit. It's another yeah. corn show. Let's fucking go. You know? And he was, you know, he was just fucking into it, you know? <laughs> and that's another thing is, is I, you know, I hate to get all, weird about this but just on a personal note this is probably the soberest i've ever been at a rocklahoma don't get me wrong i had my drinks but i just didn't want to get so fucking stupid that i don't remember headliners because that's happened to me before yeah so i really made a point to like enjoy as much of the music as i could and just to, just to be able to see that and like you know that his like he was purely like really pumped i, I really enjoyed seeing that that's what it's about yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yep. I just wish they would have played All in the Family. <laughs> I know, I know. They could have brought Hire the Hero up there for the rap parts, <laughs> not the guy from Fever 333. Three, three, <laughs> That's that. right. Or Tech 9 or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which, speaking of, before we finish this day off, Tech 9 was sound checking while you guys were getting ready to play. Oh, yeah? I don't know if you noticed that because no. you probably caught up in your own world and it yeah. was fucking loud. Like, because the. Zen stage is facing the roadhouse stage and they were doing their sound check thing, like leading up to right when he got started. Mm -hmm. 
And Kevin Graham was over there like, they better turn this bullshit off because Zen Hipster's about to, like, he was literally fucking pissed, you know? That's right. And of course, once, once you guys kicked off, they cut it off because it was 1130. Yeah. But anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. Well, (laughs) before we get out of Saturday, I forgot earlier, but I want to say a very special thank you to Michael Davis of Crashing Cranes. Of course. Yes. Uh, He filled in for us. You know, everybody knows what happened with our drummer, Josh. And, you know, um, Josh is doing insanely a hundred percent better. Um, and, uh, but you know, Michael Davis filled in, you know, he's such a pro. He worked his ass off, learned these songs and he performed the hell out of them. And, you know, thank you very much, Michael. You really helped us. You saved us. And, uh, Everyone go see Crashing Cranes. They've got some gigs lined up, so go see them. They're great. Yeah, they're phenomenal. Yes. Formerly Murderous Mary, for those of you that aren't yes. familiar. Yeah. One of this area's best bands, and they've only been around a little over a year. So. Yeah, exactly. And I know that they're playing June 22nd at the Crystal Skull at that benefit for Heath Bates. Okay. Who a lot, a lot of you guys might know, he passed away in a motorcycle accident. So that's just off the top of my head. I know that's the next date they're doing. Um, so just everybody, uh, you know, frequent these guys. They're, they're great friends and they're a great band. Hell yeah. So that's Saturday. So Sunday rolled around after the big storms of oh, Saturday man. night. Yeah. That was like the biggest storm of any of them, actually, right? Yeah, it was. It was. We got through it though. Yeah. Lots of, actually, some hell. Lots of high winds tore up a lot of canopies and stuff, but yeah. I think that I don't hear of any yep. damages to actual campers or vehicles or humans. So that was the good, good yeah. thing. Canopy didn't make it. That's right. Yeah. Ours didn't. Jason Carroll's didn't. I saw quite a few others that were just strewn about. Yeah. But you know what? That reminds me. It's Sun- almost like a Freely's Comet came through there. Yeah, my God. No, awesome just, segue. Yeah, no, you, the segue was too perfect. <laughs> no, go ahead and say what. Well, it's me. like you know how all you know you left, and we're like, we'll we'll get that, we'll we'll bunch up your chair and the canopy as best we can and put it by the trash can or whatever. You know? Oh yeah, and so we had all of our stuff waiting for um our ride for the our ride for the RV, and we were just waiting in the air conditioning of my car. Because it was going to be probably another 15, 20 minutes for him to get there. We had all of our stuff lined up. Generator, a couple of chairs, a cooler or two. And these people drove by in their car, car full of kids. And, you know, it, and it was like this, you know, fucking shady looking car. And uh, the guy got out. They were looking. They are looking at all of our shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And he got out and started walking towards our stuff. And so... We stuck our head out of the window. It's like, hey, can I help you? It's like, oh, man, if they're going to throw away this generator, we're just going to fucking take it. I said, no, that's our shit. We're waiting on a ride. You don't need to take it at all. <laughs> and he's like, so it's not trash? I'm like, no, look, cooler, generator, bags, fuck me. I mean, come on. And the guy's like, oh, well, okay. And, you know, he looked deflated, but... Fucking, fucking scavengers. Yeah, I was like, God damn, get the fuck back in your car with your 80 kids and get the fuck out of here. Go back to Adair, dude. Yeah, go, uh, yeah, go back and do I'm your I'm sorry fucking... if you live in Adair and you're cool. I'm just, yeah, it's the closest town I can think of. Yeah, do your fucking meth and go listen to Five Finger Death Punch. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. That is a good point. I bet that guy that was trying to steal your generator probably likes blue on black. 
Yeah. Not their original version. Yeah, the slaughtered version. The slaughtered version that from, Five Finger Death Punch Yeah, did. from Five Finger Shit Lick. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I feel better now. Yeah. Ace Freely, go ahead. Yes, Ace Freely. We both got the chance to see him, and once again, this guy didn't disappoint. No, he sounded great. I mean, I, I heard him more than saw him. Yeah, this is another one where... Yeah, I mean, it was packed out over there at the and, Yeah, stage. it's like, that's nothing, that's not, I'm not saying that bad. I'm so glad it was packed out Yeah, at the at the Roadhouse stage. I'm so glad. Yeah, so you just have to, like, work your way in there if you got there a little late or get there early if you wanted uh-huh. a good spot. And, yep. You know, but even it, on the outsides where you weren't inside the tent, had to stand in the sun, you could find spots where you could look in there and see the band. I mean, Ace is getting up there in years, but... He still, his voice sounds great. His guitar, of course, sounds fucking great. Yeah. He's the spaceman. It's gonna, It's going to sound good, right? You know this. And he was kicking out the the stuff you expected from a solo. He was kicking out the stuff you expected from his time with Kiss. And, you know, of course, shock me. And then he even pulled out the stuff that he wrote that that he didn't sing, like Cold Gin. And um, what am I forgetting? There was another one. He did New York Groove. Did you yeah. already say that? Well, no, I didn't say that one yet. But did you rip it out? Yeah, he did. He opened with "Rip It Out," I think. Okay, and then he did New York Groove. Rip it out. And uh, of course, yeah, "Shock Me," and then "Cold Gin," and then he ended with "Detroit Rock City," which I'm not. I didn't think he wrote that. But yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. But regardless, doesn't matter. He's he's free to play whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was a very cool thing. He was in Rocklahoma way back in 2008. Played the main stage. So very cool to see him back and have a huge crowd over there. Because, you know, everywhere you turn, you know, people are huge Kiss fans. So that yeah. place was packed out. And very glad to see it. You know, like we mentioned, like you mentioned earlier, Doug Burgess pulled together quite Just a stage with the Roadhouse stage from top to bottom. Heart man. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about it. Getting solid people like Ace Freely. Pisto Blanco, Slaughter, Lita Ford, mm-hmm. and then rounding them out with all the regional acts like you guys and Solidify, our buddies in the Normandies, and Grind, Dead Metal Society, Doxy, Down for Five, Rocket Science, Poster Child. A huge long list. That and, was the way to do it. Yeah, and it was really cool to, to just, yeah, to see that stage and to see that it was always, always active and always had a huge crowd. That's right. And they even had free bullet whiskey over there for a few hours each day. So I made sure to partake in that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, after Ace Freely, we had Avatar making their way back to Oklahoma on the main stage this time. And this is a band that just fucking amazing. Yeah. It's the best way to put it. I mean, they are, their albums are amazing. Their live show is, you could say, second to none. I mean, they're one of my favorite acts of the weekend as well. And, you know, when you think of them between Ace Freely and Jackal, it's like a totally different vibe. But at the same time, it still feels like fucking rock and roll, even though it's like Johannes is up there putting on a a show and an act. It's still, it's just a fucking good time. Even though, you know, you got these dudes swinging their hair from fucking Gothenburg, Sweden. It's full on metal. But it's also got a shitload of melody, and I'm just so glad that 
you know, they were there and got to see these guys again. Yeah, I'd never seen them before. It was awesome. That's right. I love yeah. the fucking king coming up out of the, behind the drum riser and all that shit. They put on a, a visual. It was a sight to see. I loved it. Um, so, yeah, fucking Avatar. And imagine seeing that in the shrine. I know. I can't. God damn it. <laughs> I wish to hell I would have seen that in the fucking shrine. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the one that got away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But they were followed up by Jackal Stock 2019. Jacklahoma. What did he say? I'm going to goddamn play the goddamnedest country song of all goddamn country songs or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. Outlaw songs, whatever. I mean, Jackal, what do you say? I fucking love this band. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Fucking Jackal is the shit. Um, they always put on the great show. You know what you're going to get. Uh, it, it's bombast to the fucking core. I mean... Fuck, man. Yeah. Attitude, rock and roll, everything. Yes. All four of these guys. It's not just just James Dupree. You know, I've stated on this podcast many times that I have a man crush on Jeff Worley. There you go. That never dies. And every w- time Worley I see... Worley the pirate. Yeah. And every time I see him live, just a little bit more. Yeah. I'm like, I got to question my sexuality when that man <laughs> is on stage. Oh, uh, shit. You know, it's I'm the sure same, he'd love to hear that. It's the same with Pepper Keenum. Yeah. You know? So it's oh, just like it, it happens. Okay. I'm confident in it's my okay. sexuality. I can say that. I don't care. <laughs> And this is what thirteen Rocklahomas, and I should we should have counted up, but I think this is what probably the sixth, sixth or seventh time. Yeah, they do every other one. I so think. they've been on a good half of them now. Yeah, probably. it's fucking great, man. Because they were on two of the first three, and then now they've been there. Like you said, I feel like every other year since. Yeah. And you know, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, just Google Jesse James Dupree in Rocklahoma, and you can find oh, stories yeah. of why he's there every other year because he's a huge part of why Rocklahoma. It made it exists. to the point that it is like existed past the first three years. Yeah, exactly. Got him hooked up with AG and everything. He's, so he's the one that facilitated that. So yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. All you see their fans out there that hate on him, uh, you need to fucking kiss his ring because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have Rocklahoma probably. It would have right. stopped in two thousand nine. So show some goddamn respect, <laughs> right? But yeah, just. A great set of the Jackal classics, you know. Yeah. And, and the thing I love about Jackal Live is that most of the bands from that time period, even though they're not technically an 80s band, they didn't come around until 92. Yeah. But they still get lumped in with those bands. They all, like you would expect, it's a nostalgia show mm-hmm. and you'll get one or two new songs if you're lucky. But Jackal's kind of almost like now, like half their set is shit that's came out in the past 10 years. I know, which is great. Like you got... My Moonshine Kicks Your Cocaine's Ass, which is like a staple now yes. that people expect just as much as when will Dirty Little or, Mind. Yeah, or, or Lumberjack or yeah. whatever. And and then you've got the newer stuff like Encore and Screwdriver that you hear every time you see them now. That's right. And then, of course, all the old stuff. And, you know, I mean, and throughout the years we've seen them, they always change that set list a little bit because, you know, we were talking about, I remember times they played Push Come to Shove, they played Secret yeah. of the Bottle, they've played... uh that one like the second or third time they played dumbass country boy yeah god i love that song yeah and i'm not sure if they ever play played headed for destruction out there but like you said if they would if they did you'd probably my brain would have fucking exploded that's right um but this would be a perfect band for idl that's right just saying yeah if only we knew someone that would book someone like this at the idl (laughs) wait but wait we do that's right doug burgess are you listening DB Concerts is a sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe in the future. I'm telling you. 
you will see chainsaw dust all over the floor of That's IDEO. right. That's right. I hope so. Yeah. And then Tom Green can make Billy Bristol clean it up. That, <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah. I'd videotape it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So Jackal Lahoma 2019 was as great as every other Jackal stock. You know, you can't complain. No. Then we got some Blackstone Cherry on the side stage. And this is kind of similar to the deal with Seven Dust, where it's a band that never gets the just do they deserve, right. on, especially on a festival lineup. And to see them, you know, they got moved to the second stage so they could get that higher spot. You get a little more. It's a little more of a respect thing, I think, and it's yeah. cool you go over there and to see that, you know, they've still got a big crowd of people over there. And, you know, their set was, you know, heavy on the newer stuff, but that's the way they've shifted. We've talked about over the last few Definitely, years. Definitely, yeah. And, I mean, they're fucking, they're great. They're Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, I mean, they're a class act. They're they're a powerhouse in rock and roll. Um, you know, it, they just don't get the pop that they deserve in, in America, and I don't know, I think that's criminal. Which pisses you off to no end. It oh, it pisses does. me off, but I know it does. Saying. You know, <laughs> you, you, uh, you've got whack jobs and dunce caps running around stage, dudes in fucking spacesuits singing to a million fucking tracks. You got, you got a goddamn rapper with no bass player and a fucking, I mean, but. And a guy butchering songs by the animals, Bad Company and Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Yeah. It, yeah. But, but Blackstone Cherry has to go on at three on the main stage and play 25 minutes everywhere else in the goddamn world. They're a headliner, the headliner, the headline arenas, Wembley arena. Yeah. If you don't fucking believe me, look it up and then go fuck yourself. I mean, do it in that order. Yeah. I don't understand. They are, they are exactly what rock and roll is and what rock and roll needs and why they aren't bigger in this country. I just don't get it. I mean, they, they are, they, they're what you're looking for. They're what you, they're what you want. I don't get it. Put down your monster and go fucking listen to this band. Exactly. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> My blood pressure's pretty high right now. So. <laughs> and now they all four have Thunder Underground koozies. That's right. Cause thank so. you to Michael Thrasher. We got, uh, gave him some, would you give him koozies and stickers and yeah. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. So, yeah, then Bush came out onto the main stage. Bush. I love Bush. I'll say it. I don't care. I went over there and watched them for the about half of their show, and I've... Put on a great set. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last time they yeah, played, and, yeah. I, you know, I've seen them at other festivals, and this is a band that I've... Many people that know me know the hatred I've harbored in my soul for this band throughout the years. Same here for a lot of years. Yeah. I just really, yeah. And it's like one of those things where, like, I still don't, like, I still count Glycerin among my top five worst, favorite, least favorite songs of all time. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that you see them live and they're solid. They're good. They're energetic. It's a good show. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm a good enough person to say that I don't have to like the music to see it and realize mm -hmm. that these guys are good at what they fucking do. Yeah. You know, so. And it's just one of those things. You think about it, you know. They did their whole set, and what you knew every song except for the John Wick song. I mean, <laughs> right. it, it's just you think about it. It's like that's in you see everybody's reaction, and it's just a great vibe, and I love seeing them. Yeah, you forget how many songs they mm -hmm. had that you knew that kind of exactly. Thing. But yeah, so good for them. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yes, I, I'm. I'm on the train. Yeah, I'm on the ride. Well, Disturbed closed that night out, and that's a band I know. You've never liked, and yep. I always liked. But Guess where I wasn't on Sunday night. 
you were weren't there. Wasn't seeing disturbed. <laughs> you were drinking in the campgrounds, yep. right? <laughs> but no, I mean, I watched him. It had been a while since I seen him. And, well, no, I saw him at the last time there at Rocklahoma. But I was in the pit area yeah. in a bad spot. And there's certain spots in that pit where if you get, it's kind of lower. And it, everything just, the base overtakes everything. And you can't hear very good. But anyway, so it's the first time I'd seen him in a while. And they, the, the main thing that jumped out at me was this is a band that's kind of known for their theatrics, their explosions and fire and stage show and, you know, just metal type shit. And they had none of that. And it was just stripped down to four dudes on a stage with literally nothing. The drum riser was probably three foot high of that. It, it probably wasn't even three foot high. It might have been a foot and a half. Mm -hmm. It was like one of those low-level drum risers. Then there was a backdrop back there. There was no amps. There was absolutely nothing else on stage. That's and cool. I just thought that was kind of cool because this is a band that you don't, the type of band you don't see that from. That I don't think they depend on the other stuff, but it's kind of what you would expect from a band like that. And to see them stripped down to that, I thought was really cool. And, you know, they they sound good. They have their tracks in the background, but it's all the... What what's the right word? All the extra shit. Yeah. You know, the beginning of the, you know, the electronic sound and stuff. There's no, you know, everything else is live. Yeah. And he sounds great. He's like the exact opposite of what we're talking about with Jonathan Davis, where he's way more serious and, you know, his whole, you know, uppity look at me type thing, mm -hmm. whatever. He sounds good. And that's all that matters to me. And, you know, they did all this, like during Sound of Silence, they brought out. There was like six or eight of them on stage. They had someone playing a cello and a violin and what's his name? The drummer was playing the timpani thing. Yeah. How you say that? And then, um, but yeah, I mean, they did a couple of acoustic songs and they sounded good, you know? So there you go. That's basically it. And there's our Rocklahoma this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once again, We've been to all 13, and I've never been to one where I, like, didn't love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we keep going back, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So, to wrap it up, once again, a huge shout-out to Steve Murdoch. Yes. Chris Taylor for what they do in the campgrounds there. And, of course, now Doug Burgess, what he's bringing into the the Roadhouse stage. I'm really excited to see how that develops in the years to come. Me, too. And I think Proving Ground stage needs to be moved up somewhere. That's he a good point. He deserves that. He I mean, really does. you mentioned it with the second stage about how it was a huge long walk yep. compared to years before. And I don't know that that will ever change back, but it won't. It, it won't. Was, it's, you know, it's easier for them. Yeah. I understand so, why they're doing it. Yeah. And, you know, they're, those the, the Roadhouse and the Zen stage are pretty far back there. So it kind of makes it hard from a fan's perspective to run back and like, you're going to either miss the beginning of someone or the end of someone else. Mm -hmm. If you're wanting to see the two bands that are lined up against each other, cause it's like a five minute gap yeah. and it's going to take you more than that to get to where you need uh, to go. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I mean, those are small complaints, I think for something like this and Steve Murdoch's, like you said, stages way on the back end of the festival. Yeah. And I so, just think, you know, throughout the, yeah. you know, it should be moved up, but we'll see. Yeah. Know. So if you're fat, bring a lot of gold bond. <laughs> That's what I did. Right. <laughs> but so, yeah, Rocklahoma 2019 in the books. And for those of you that came by and said hi, 
bought shot glasses and stuff like that. We appreciate it. And, you know, we will sign the banner. Thanks for yeah, that. We'll all see that you in the years to come. That's right. And, of course, in this next year leading up 2020. Of course. You know, hopefully next year we get System of Down. So there's another headliner that Jason's pissed off about and I'm really happy about. What the hell? Yeah. Remember when I really liked him and you didn't? No, that was never a case. Oh. You're thinking of Corn. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> when Corn first came out, I didn't like him at all, and you guys loved him. I see. And then I started liking him, and you guys quit caring. Right? I see. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, is there any band that you hope's there next year besides Metallica? Uh, shit, man. And I can't Behemoth. think. You think Behemoth will be there? No, I'm going to see them in Dallas, though, in September. That's right. Um, fuck, I can't even think right now, man. Like, you know, we've seen so much. I... I Come back to me on that one. Okay. Yeah, because we usually mention that at the end. Yeah. I, you know, I can't think outside of, like I say, every year, Ugly Kid Joe. No, I know. Well, that'll never happen. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, we got true. Big Wreck one year. Yeah, I know. Did you ever expect I that? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and now COC. Yeah. But yeah, so once again, a huge thank you to everybody for checking us out. And if this is your first time listening, you know, and you're wanting to hear about past Rocklahomas. We've done this for the last four of them now. Yeah. Five. Is this, uh, we started in 2015, so five Rocklahomas that we've done this on. That's right. And, yeah, the other thing to mention that I was going to mention up front just now I remembered was this is our four-year anniversary now. That is, because it's, we started it. was it like in May 20-something. Yeah. So here we've made it four solid calendar years. Happy fourth. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> And yeah, just go back and like we mentioned, all those those bands that have been on the podcast that played Rocklahoma. There's a ton of other people like Gene Simmons. You know, like we mentioned, I didn't mention the Avatar. You know, yeah, he was on here. Yeah, he was. Um, but there was a ton of ton of bands. We've got 220 what one previous episodes now for you to check out, and you can find us on SoundCloud, Google Music. Stitcher, iTunes, all that great stuff. Find us on all the socials. Find us and follow us. Find us on YouTube at the Thunder Underground. We've got a lot of videos up on there. We should have more coming this summer. Yeah. Give us a like and a follow anywhere that you are listening to us because that helps us out as well. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.